Welcome to Life the Mashup, where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. Welcome to Life the Mashup, episode three. I'm Kiara. I'm JP. I'm Angus. And I'm Devon. And today's topic, this week's topic, is a little bit of a doozy, right? So it's kind of a it's kind of a different take on something that's said a lot, like in America. I don't know if it was said in if it was a thing in Spanish. Yeah, you would in, say that in Spanish in in Mexico. Yep, it's also saying in in Mexico. Okay. Why don't we hear what the saying is? The saying, si la vida te da limones, haz limonada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the saying is when life hands you lemons. But when life gives you lemon, when life, yeah, when life gives you lemon, make lemonade. Yeah, make lemonade. We all know that saying. But now you know it in Spanish. I mean, if they want to go back and listen to it, sure. But I did not (laughs) put that to memory. Ouch. (laughs) But um, my hot take on this is lemons don't deserve the bad rap that we give them. They're not as worse as some other fruit, which is grapefruits. Grapefruits. Grapefruits suck. Sweat. It tastes like sweat. Sour mm, sweat. No. Have you tasted sweat? Yes. Have yeah. you never played sports? No. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm the most athletic one here. What do you mean? Well, have you? Well, but I guess like, you I've like, to the gym. I don't think my face is do ever not sweat, sweat to like the level that like work my... at beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> No, like, I sweat, but, like, it's not, like, enough that it's, like, in my mouth at all. Like, I'm not tasting I, I'll, it. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, like for me, I never get, like, armpit sweat, really. You know, you get, like, the big pit sweat Lucky. stains. I don't get that. I get a lot of sweat on my forehead and then my hands and my feet and my lower back. My lower mm. back gets so freaking sweaty. How do you not get sweat in your armpits? Like, they get sweaty, but that's just, that's not my most active sweat glands by far. Oh. My I don't think I have a part where I like profusely sweat from. Like my like I just kind of I kind of just sweat a lot get from everywhere. Moist everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I would work out for football, like I'd be <laughs> Don't know how I feel about that. I'd literally, I'd <laughs> literally <it>. be dripping <laughs> in sweat. As like, I said it, I was like this is bad. I'd look down at the weights and like a drip of sweat would come off of my beard. Yeah, yeah I've never football? been dripping. Yeah. Well, in that was sweat. the south. Or like, did it happen? I mean, I've done too? it. Yeah, it's been up here. Like when I'm working out in my garage. You used to have you used to have one of those beards too, where I'm like in the summer that looks like it gets like sweaty. Yeah, but now you got like the nice clean goatee. But when you had like the the full like chin bush, chin, chin bush. bush, I was kind of like that okay, like question. Hot. Yeah, what's well, that? okay. This this is the last question. We're going back to life. We're going back to grapefruits. Um, my beard. Are you going to ask us if we liked it? Yes, because I've had different reactions to it from me, like, cutting it off. I think it wasn't as good-looking as I thought it was. Had it had more time to mature, maybe it would have gotten there. But I think you could definitely tell it was a beginner beard. Okay, I would say that when I met you, I didn't think your beard was that bad. The picture of you in your student ID photo, That's a bad that picture. beard, that That's looks terrible picture. because your head is like leaning back a little bit. So it also looks like the beard takes up like three quarters of your face. Yeah. I actually have a picture that I do like of my beard, though. I can show you, but you guys can go I, ahead. Either way, I think you look better now than when you had the beard. But I don't I didn't think the beard you had when I met you was bad. Oh, 
Okay. This is all great content for an audio-only podcast. Oh, yes. I also think, though, you've had the goatee more than, like, we've seen you with the beard. So, like, this is just kind of your normal. That was, like, yeah, I did cut the beard off a little early, didn't I? Yeah, it was, like, very quick. Into it stuff. was it was pretty soon into when we all met each other, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember you sent me a picture, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's Yvonne now. I'm like, it took me a while to, like... Get my face recognition. I working. actually didn't know because, like, you and I, Devon and I weren't super close friends when you first started. Yeah. So when you did shave your beard, I was kind of like, it was like I saw you and I was like, something changed about him. But I, at first, I couldn't put my finger on it because we didn't hang out that much. Oh. Now, if you shaved your beard, I would be like, whoa, what's wrong with his face? Um, All right. So, I think we should change the saying to "When life gives you grapefruits." And because, you know, like, for people who religiously eat grapefruits because they're insane or they're insane, um, they put sugar on it, right, to make it digestible and for, like, to be able to eat it. Just a cup of sugar. That's an old reference for anybody who gets it. It's not old. It's not old. Episode one. Episode one reference. Anybody gets it. If you don't get it, go watch. Go listen to episode one. You can't watch it. Um. But I think we should change it to when life gives you grapefruits because then it kind of teaches you to find, like, the sugar of life to add to your grapefruits uh, so you can kind of, like, deal with it, right? Because, like, bad things are going to happen and it's inevitable, right? Your mom's going to buy grapefruits and you got to eat it because she doesn't want it to spoil. What are you going to do? You're going to go in the cabinet and you're going to find sugar. So in life, you can't, like, let the bad things, you can't let the grapefruits of your life just ruin, like, the week, the day, the hour, the month, whatever. You got to be able to see, like, through the negative, right? Like, you got to be able to find the positive, the light, and the darkness. Like, how do you guys feel about that? I like grapefruits. <laughs> and then there's JP. Totally then there's JP. separate from the message we're trying to get across. Just JP thinks that grapefruits <laughs> don't taste like sweat, and you know what? He's wrong. Mm-mm. They're a little I've bit sour. I've never had a grapefruit. I, like, can't talk. We'll go to Walmart. <laughs> we'll get some grapefruits. Are those, like, but in season? I don't know. They're always there. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, a fruit well, is better. A- anything is always in season at Walmart, pretty much. But, like, yeah. there's the time when you walk into Walmart and you got, like, the – this is a bad example because I don't really like these. But, you know, you got, like, the big, red, juicy strawberries. And then there's a the time you go into Walmart and it's like, man, those strawberries look kind of nasty. Um, nasty. I've only eaten one strawberry before and it wasn't good. Mm. But – I've never had strawberries. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of strawberries. Kiara and I are in charge of the I don't eat fruit committee, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're true North Country white people. We don't <laughs> we don't entertain the thought of worldly foods. Yeah, we eat vegetables. I like meat. <laughs> Angus likes meat in his mouth, confirmed. But yeah, that's a good analogy for life. It is. And you know what? I have two little things to go with this, like things that I picked up throughout my lifetime. And one of them, um, when I was in high school, I was on the planning committee. Our county did a youth leadership conference every year, and I was on the planning committee for it for a few years. And the last year, I was supposed to give the opening speech, and it got canceled for the coronavirus. Mm. <sighs> so anyway. Did you get some limes? What? Stop. You can't have the yeah, corona have without corona a lime. <laughs> anyway, um, one of our uh, – we had a, a keynote speaker that came in, and he gave a really good thing that it's hard to do on the podcast. Like it's hard to do for the four of us to do right here. 
Uh, and you'll see why in a minute. But I'll tell you that the entire room is white and gray pretty much. Um, and that's what makes it hard to do in here. But the idea behind it is he would t- he told everyone in the room, basically like, take take one full minute, a full 60 seconds, look around and find every green thing in the room. And, you know, we can't really do it that well in here because there's like three green things um, and it's just not a great option. And then after that full 60 seconds had passed, he said, you know, now close your eyes and raise your hand and tell me everything orange that you saw in the room. And as it was supposed to be because he's a smart guy and he knew why he was making this speech – you know, if you tell someone to spend a minute looking around to find all the green things, they're not going to notice those orange things. And it's supposed to kind of be the thought around what you're saying, Devon, that, you know, if you spend all your time just focusing on the sweaty sourness of the grapefruit instead of just taking a minute, taking a breath, going to ask your neighbor for a cup of sugar <laughs> that you can put on your grapefruit, because I would bet that'll take a whole ass cup for that to even taste <laughs> mildly okay. Um, you know, you got to find, you got to find those little bits of light. And the other thing was just one saying, I think I saw on on like Reddit or Twitter or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was a long time ago, but it said, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't worry about it for more than five minutes. And that's something that I use a lot. Like if there's something that bothers you, don't just put it off. Like, you know, if it bothers you, that's valid. Um, but like I'll I'll stop. I'll take five minutes to be upset about this thing, and then I'll be like, but you know what? It's not going to matter in the future. So I took my five minutes. I was upset about it. Like I reconciled with it, and now we're going to move on. And sometimes it's harder than that. You know, you can't always just take five minutes. Sometimes you need ten. Sometimes you need fifteen. Um, yeah. But you know. So, that kind of leads me into a question that we kind of already talked about before the podcast just to make sure like see how comfortable you were but you've all the big one yeah this is this is kind of the big the big this this is the this is the doozy this is this is the doozy of the of the episode um, I feel like this whole episode is just going to be me talking if we bring out might. the doozy this well way. it's going to kind of be it like might, it is, it's, a, it's, it's an we, Angus interview we don't know about you so as you guys know Angus is a like resident advisor for our for our where we're at okay um, our college you could say college <laughs> our college he's a resident advisor for the you know where the where we're at i didn't want to like say that you know the college name well yeah don't say the name but you could say we're like but, at a college yeah he's a resident advisor for our college let's and say ucla <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we all go to ucla that's right <laughs> we do not go to ucla let's go um we said we are in I the north i don't know there is. Either, yeah. yeah okay devon go ahead i'm sorry anyways uh, so we spend a lot of time with Angus, and Angus has uh, repeatedly like brought up the fact that he spent time in a like mental well, hospital. If I'd say I repeatedly brought it up, well, not repeatedly brought it up, but it's kind of like something that's been brought up. Sometimes talked about memories, yeah, like yeah. or Would like say, mentioned mm-hmm. people from there. I, I also I'll say I brought it up more than once. Like I, yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about it, so I bring it up when it's appropriate to the situation. But yeah. saying I repeatedly bring he's it up, he's not like makes it. Sound oh yeah, like, and guess what? He's just kind of like it comes up in passing. Um, like Angus has spent time in a mental hospital, right? Like, would you call it that, or what, what would you call it? I would call it that because I'm pretty realistic with what I think they should be called. What, um, what do they call? What it? What is the official name for it? I think um, it's a psychiatric. 
Psych, ooh, psych, okay. Psychiatric. Psychiatric. It no, it's not called a psychiatric word. ward anymore. No, hospital. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, psychiatric. So uh, the one that I was at, I won't say the actual name of it, but I can is tell you that the name care? was just um, was just like like the company name and then hospital. Just looking at the name of it, you would never know that it was for psychiatric or psychological purposes. It oh. just had hospital in the name. Okay. Um, but yeah. you know, no, like, it's Psychiatric Hospitals is the actual is, name. Is like the oh. is like the proper name. Yes, or um, behavioral health units. But yeah, it's come up in passing. Uh, so I think like the so I'll say the the first place I was. I ended. I was in two different places. I was sort of in like like the little holding, and then like you got moved on to a more proper permanent facility. The first one I went to was called the like, the mental health inpatient unit. Some long-winded name. Mm-hmm. And that was at just your good old-fashioned American hospital where they've got, you know, like the ER and the doctors and the other – the nurses and – The babies. Yeah, <laughs> those two. The patients. I was born at that very hospital that I ended up in their mental health whatever something or other. Um, and then after a few days, I was moved to a more official – Specifically catered to psychiatric hospital. Um, so let's hear. What is your question specifically, Devon? So my question specifically is, so talking about life giving you grapefruits and things like that, like, you know, hard times. What, uh, like, what brought about you What stay? happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> um, I'm trying not to sound like me, but like, yeah. No, no. You're not trying to be insensitive about it, yeah. Yeah. I could give, you know, two shits about it, honestly. Like, um, yeah, I, I try and be very, very open and honest about it. I'm not – I don't have anything to hide in relation with it. I'm not embarrassed of it. And I don't think anyone that has been to a facility like that should be embarrassed of it. You know, I was there – I was at a large facility um, and – there were probably in the whole place a few thousand patients. You know, on so where I was uh, on our unit, it was called like the whole facility is broken up into units, and the different units had different age ranges and all that kind of stuff, which is my understanding of a pretty standard layout. Mm-hmm. Um, my unit had like only like twenty people in it, and it was for eleven to seventeen year olds. And I was 13 at the time. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 17 now. I was 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was four years ago. Woohoo. Four-year anniversary coming up. Um, <laughs> and, you know, of all those people in there, I would hope that – so I, I will be honest. There are a couple of people that I met there that are still there. They're not in that same unit anymore, but they're still at that same hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anyone that leaves there should be embarrassed of the fact that they were there. But – Back to what um, what got me into this sticky situation. Um, <laughs> so I was in eighth grade at the time, and it came about from a lot. I'm not going to go into the specifics because there's a lot of different people involved, and it's not fair to them to talk about them yeah. without their permission. Correct. Um, but it, it came about from some relationship stuff, and the big – summation of it all was that I was suicidal and um, that was how I ended up there. Uh, So for me, the way it went, and this is the way it goes for a lot of people still um, in terms of, you know, in terms of that age range, I was sitting in the cafeteria, chilling, you know, Jay chilling, 
eating my lunch. Okay, stop. No, eating no, no. Eating a horrible lunch of <laughs> Don't say Jay chillin'. You guys can't see it, but the motion is terrible. Jay chillin'. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was Jay chillin' at lunch. Uh, and I actually wasn't eating lunch. Uh, I stopped eating lunch in sixth grade because it was, it was such a pain to bring it, and the in-school lunch was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that would be a topic later, school lunches. <laughs> we'll go oh, yes. So uh, our, I went to a really small school. Um, my graduating class, which is going to graduate soon, had is going to graduate with about 30 people in it. So we have one guidance counselor for the entire school. And she only really interacts with the high school Elementary school doesn't need guidance counselors that much because her primary job is supposed to be, you know, what classes are you going to take next year? But mm-hmm. that guidance counselor, like a lot of guidance counselors now, also kind of had to take on the role of sort of what a school psychologist would do. And we had a school psychologist, but the school psychologist worked mostly with students from the elementary school because the school was all one building, um, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade, one building. That school psychologist worked a lot with students from the elementary school that had developmental issues or behavioral problems, that kind of stuff. Um, so the guidance counselor kind of had the entire high school dropped on her lap uh, in addition to what was supposed to be her job, which was like, do you want to take advanced math? Um, <laughs> she now also had to sort of be a school psychologist. So here she comes over to the thing, and she's like, hey, Angus – can you come see me in my office for a second? And I don't know if you've ever talked about this before, but I ran a student, like, technology IT organization at my school. Um, so this is not the first time that I got, I'd been pulled out of some random situation to come to her office because, like, my computer won't work, and it's like, turn it off, turn it back on. Um, so I thought it was something like that, and I wasn't really that worried about it. And then, you know, you walk in, you sit down, and she closes the door behind you, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's the, oh God, what I don't do? need to close let the me, door for me to restart the computer. Um, let me think about everything I've done in the last two hours. What yeah. can I be in trouble for? Yeah. So I got in there. She was like, so heard some concerning reports. Um, because I, I still had friends. I had close friends. And I had friends that I talked to things about. Um, and if you have, like, I'll say this out there. You know, if you have friends who say things to you that in any way think, like, make you think that they might be suicidal in some way. Like, it, it, it's not a bad thing to tell them. Um, you know, I know exactly the people who said – who notified my guide, guidance counselor and said that they should that she should come talk to me. And, yes, I was upset with them for a while. Uh, but I'm not upset with them anymore. I still talk to them every once in a while. Uh, and the only reason I don't talk to them more is because I'm at college and they're still in high school. So, you know, that's the only difference really. But that guidance counselor came in, she got me, and she was like, so... Um, and then, because she's not, re- like, I, I don't want to make her sound underqualified for her job. You know, she's very good at her job. But she wasn't technically qualified to send people to a hospital. She had an official crisis counselor come into the room, someone who was qualified to say yes or no, I think I should go to the hospital. Um, and... They said, yeah, he should go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> so I did. Um, and I will say this guy, who's super sweet, um, there, there's two options for getting to the hospital at my school. Um, your parent could drive you. Um, so, like, my mom was there at the school. They called her in when they decided that I was going to have to go to the hospital. Um, so my parent could drive me, which I didn't want because I didn't want to have to talk to my parents about this or my mom in this case. Um, 
it's just at the time, you know, I think most people in that situation don't really want to talk to their parents. Some people have really good close relationships with their parents, but I didn't at the time. Um, so the other option is they put the entire school in a hold in place so no one leaves their classroom. It's not like an emergency lockdown. It's just like a, you know, don't leave the classroom. Um, and an actual ambulance comes and transports you. And I didn't really want to do that either. So this guidance counselor was extremely nice, said, well, if I can get your mom's permission, I can drive you. So she drove me down to the hospital, which was very nice of her. She didn't have to do it because I live in the middle of nowhere. So it's like 30 minutes to the hospital. She took an hour out of her day to drive me round trip. So did you, like, not talk to your mom about it at all until, like, days or weeks after? I didn't talk to my mom about it ever. Ever? Ever. Yeah. Huh. Um, no, my parents, you know, to this day still don't have, like, a real clear round picture of anything that happened then. Um, a lot of people don't. I don't, honestly. Um, you know, there's a lot of circumstances, some of which are related to why I ended up in the hospital, and some of them are related to just generally my, like, physical health after I got out of the hospital. I can talk about that in a second, too. Um, but no, I, I, I still haven't ever really talked to my parents about it. And it's one of those things that... I'm not really – I'm not embarrassed to talk about the fact that I went to a hospital, but the circumstances um, surrounding it uh, involve a lot of other people. And the same reason I'm not going to talk about them here, I don't really want to talk about them to them because I trust them not to go around and be like, oh, man, did you hear about this bitch? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not really fair to talk about other people without their permission to do so. Yeah. So I got to that – I got to our local hospital, which is small, and I would have spent – uh, like three or maybe four days in that like unit right there at the hospital. I got the sticky socks. Mm. I sounded, it seemed like Kiara was about to say something right there. I just know a lot of people, unfortunately, that have had the sticky socks, so I've heard a lot about them. Yes. Um, if anyone's wondering, they're exactly the same as what you get at a trampoline park. Like, they're the same thing. <laughs> if you ever go to an indoor trampoline park, you get the sticky socks or the trampoline, same thing. They're also orange or, like, funny colors? Uh, mine were, like, baby blue color, so yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe they're yellow, actually. They're, they're fun colors. Fun like, colors? Like nice. the thing, too. We're sorry um, you're depressed, but take these bright green socks. <laughs> um, so I was there for a few days. While I was at that hospital, because it was, like, a hospital hospital, I had to be in, like, a hospital gown and everything with the sticky socks, no shoes. Um, I was in this relatively small room. There was a TV in there, but I needed to ask someone if I wanted them to change the channel. So it just played HGTV 24 hours a day because I didn't want to ask someone to change the channel. Um, oh, isn't that like home? Yeah, yeah it's home, the home. home goods, home and garden television. Um, so it's like Property it's Brothers, boring. House Hunters. Flipper Flop. Flipper Flop. I love I love HGTV, but it did get <laughs> annoying after a while, after like after three days straight of it just being on all the time. Could you turn it off? Uh, I could ask someone to come to it, but it wasn't super loud. So like I could still sleep with it on and everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, after a few days there, I met with the psychiatrist there a few times, and I was on some different medications, but they were like, but, you know, we think it'd be good if you spent a little bit of time in a better equipped facility to deal with this kind of stuff. So they found an open bed at a facility. And this is a problem in a lot of places that the closest open bed to that hospital was five hours away. And my parents were not allowed to transport me um, because they were afraid that they could like run off with me or I could more easily escape if I was with my parents if I wanted to. I had to travel in some kind of hospitaly vehicle so I didn't take, like, a full, full ambulance, um, 
I always called them vambulances because they're basically just vans. Um, but I see a lot of places now call them ambulettes. Whatever. I took one of those. It was a five-hour drive. It was a very expensive five-hour drive because you're still paying for the time of all those people in it and for the fact that you're in, like, a hospital vehicle. Um, and I'd say overall in the end, I don't remember the exact number, but this cost multiple tens of thousands of dollars for this whole thing. Some of it was covered by insurance, you know. My gripe with the American health insurance system is oof. oof. I don't really know much to talk about it's the so, insurance system. I, okay, sorry. Quick little side rant. I don't think that people should, like, be able to make, like, major business off of sick people. And I don't – I'm going to stop. That could be interesting because it works differently in Mexico. I could have an Do you guys have universal health care in Mexico or is it not like that? We do. Um, it's – I'm not going to say it's not good. It's not the best either. I uh, usually like the best healthcare you can get is like like with a private doctor, but it's usually more expensive. But but yeah, it's interesting topic. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll do more research on that. I, I think uh, add to the movie list along with Guardians of the Galaxy. Add um, what's that Matt Damon movie? He's a lawyer. The Rainmaker. That one has, like, some good uh, elements of the American health insurance system in it. But it's just a cool movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's an actual thing I could rant about and, like, get angry about. So, curving a little bit back towards, the, like, finding sugar to put on your grapefruits, with your experience, like, in your uh, suicidal, like, I don't want to say episode, but, like, the time that you were... You can use whatever words you want. You're not going to insult me. I promise. Okay. During the time that you were suicidal, how did you, like, cope with that? Because I will say I've, like... I don't think this is, like, a feat of any kind, but, like, I've never actually been, like, suicidal. Like, I might feel times where, like, I might be sad, but I've never been, like, chronically depressed. Like, I don't know. And I don't know what it's like to go through that, but, like, what what was it like for you? What was your sugar that you put on your grapefruits? Um, the sugar came, like, like, many, many months later. Which is the problem with a lot of people, I and mean, that's what chronic depression is. You know, you have, like, a, a much, much harder time finding the sugar to put on your grapefruits. Just everything mm-hmm. tastes like sour sweat all the time. Um, for me, you know, after after I got to that other hospital, I was there for another five or six days. In total, it was about two weeks, um, a little short of two weeks that I spent in the different hospitals. So um, I thought you said you spent, like, just under a year. Oh, in no, you hospital? got – you got out just before your birthday. I got out two days before my birthday, yeah. I did not spend a year in the hospital. I thought you spent a year. No. Okay. That would be awful. I, I shouldn't say that because, you know what, there are, like like I said before, there were people that I knew while I was in the hospital that are still there. Um, and it's been almost four years. So there are some people that that kind of dedicated care is really what they need. Um, and their goal, like always, in pretty much any hospital like that, well, always their posted goal as well. This goes a little bit back to Kiara's health insurance point. But their posted goal is always to rehabilitate, get you back out there, get you the proper care, and then get you back into the into the regular world. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I spent, I don't know, it was something like four to six days there. Part of the reason that I have a hard time remembering it is because it was a generally traumatic experience overall. The other part of the reason is I got back um, – and I was actually at the same time uh, I, I was supposed to start filming a movie. Um, I can talk about the movie. It's called Garrow. 
Uh, it's about Robert Darrow, who is a serial killer. You can't killer. find it online anymore. No, you can't get it online anymore. I'm sorry. I've tried. But anyway, I was in I was in this movie, and I, we went to go film that, and I was there for the first, like, two days, and then there was one night that I couldn't sleep. I was just so nauseous. Um, and I ended up throwing up, and then for four, three or four days, my, my grandmother, who was there with me, drove me back to her house. For three or four days, I didn't leave a bed upstairs in her house other than to go to the bathroom and throw up. Um, like I couldn't keep anything down, water or Gatorade or anything. I was trying really hard. And I don't remember anything about those four days except for there was one night. I think it was like the night of the second or third day where I was like, man, I feel a little bit better. I went downstairs. I was like, man, can you make me a bagel? And I ate a bagel. And I was like, wow, I feel great. And like two minutes later, I immediately threw it up and I felt <laughs> terrible again. Um, but that's another part of it was just – that sickness, like, I don't remember anything from those four days. After that, I started going to see a therapist and a psychiatrist. And I was on medication for about two, two and a half years, um, I think. Yeah, right around there. And I wanted to be off medication when I started college just because I didn't really want to change to a new psychiatrist closer to here and flip back and forth between them because I go to college about two hours away from where I live. When I started college, I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything like that. So I wanted to be off medication when I started college. And I will say actually something for me, when I first went into therapy and and seeing a psychiatrist and then seeing a therapist, I saw them separately, um, I was very much like I can read a scientific study about what these chemicals in these pills do to my brain, and I can see why they work. So I would like to go, like, more the medication route. And I was like, therapy is a sham. Um, they're just charging me to talk to someone. Uh, and then over those, like, two, three years, I was in therapy for a total of about three years. Um, over those two, three years, I really, like, medications made me very nauseous. I didn't feel much of a difference. They would make me feel really tired, depending on what I was on. I went through a few different medications. Um, but therapy was always helpful. So that was like a very growthful journey for me. And therapy helped me learn how to find the sugar to put on my grapefruits um, more than like just taking, you know, you know that, that medication's like putting Splenda on your grapefruit. Like, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be sugar, but it's more like, eh, there's something still kind of off here. Mm-hmm. So I have now talked for like 10 minutes straight without you guys talking. So you're going to need to talk about something else now that doesn't involve me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, got some? Hmm. I guess we could go around the table talking about like grapefruits that we've dealt with in life. I don't really. There are definitely grapefruits that I've like dealt with that I was like, dang, that sucked. But those are things like I'm not as brave as Angus. There are some. There are things that. I could tell you guys in private off the air, but that I wouldn't want to talk about on the air. But one of the biggest grapefruits that I had to overcome was fairly recently, and that was going to college for the first time. Like, and I I don't know if college was the problem. I think it was a lot to do with, like, growing up with stricter parents, right? Like, they never leave your head. Like, they might not be here physically, but they have a, like, what do you call it? Like, a hold on you? No, not hold, but, like... A presence? Oh, uh, like, omnipotent. Is that, is that what you said? Omnipotent? 
Yeah, uh, um, omnipotent. Omnipotent is how I say. It. I don't say uh, omnipotent. I think it's can I uh, get a definition? Okay, um, omnipotent. Oh wait, I, I no, none of the browsers are working. They keep crashing the computer. But omnipotent. Um, omnipotent. Oh, yeah, he's gonna look it up. Okay, omnipotent. He's gonna get you the de- definite definition of a definition. deity having unlimited power. No, able not to not do have of not of a deity because your parents are not deities. To yeah, but them. having unlimited power able to do anything, like they just have a prevalent like effect on my mindset in my day life for mostly the good right like they instilled all the values that makes me me and like the morals and things like that so it keeps me on the straight path for the most part and like people might have the like angel and devil of themselves on their shoulders like saying one thing saying the other thing and i just have mom and dad on both so- shoulders telling me like you wouldn't do it out if we were there right so like one of the biggest things is kind of like uh learning to not put so much pressure as if they were actually here. So, like, grades and stuff like that. Like, the first chem exam that I got, well, it it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was pretty bad. I thought it was a 58. Somebody screwed up counting up numbers. No, 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 but that chem a, exam was. It was, was a 68. But it was yeah, painful. That first chem exam, I was like, dude, a 68, I can't do this the entire semester. Little did I know I could do it the entire semester. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that entire semester, I was like, what am I doing wrong? You know, like, in in the back of my head, it was just mom and dad, like, sitting there, you know, like, you know, we wouldn't be proud of it. And it was kind of something hard to overcome. And I never really talked to many people about this. I actually talked to my dad about that. And he was, They were a lot more understanding than I thought they were going to be. Like, I definitely made more pressure in my head of what they would think than mm-hmm. they actually did. And I think that was one of the things I had to do. It's not really like I found anything to, like, subside that feeling. It was just more of being able to, like, talk to them, explain to them what I was going through, like, in my head. Because, like, I wasn't, like, like I said, like, I wasn't ever depressed or, like, it was just a lot of stress I was putting on myself without actually verbalizing that to anybody. So it was like everybody would actually tell me how they're feeling or, like, my parents would, like, say something about my grades. And I'm like, it's like getting lectured twice because I'm lecturing myself in my head from my parents' presence, and then they're actually lecturing me in person. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I had to deal with and, like, the great food I've dealt with. Okay, I think I guess that'll make me go next. Um my so you think that you guessed that that'll make you <laughs> Shut up, Angus. I'm sorry. We are following that same circle. So if you remember from <laughs> previous episodes, we are in a square-shaped, or not a square-shaped table, but in Quadrilateral. Square, yeah. I actually can't say that word. Quadrilateral? Qu- quadrilateral. Yeah, that's close <laughs> enough. I can't say it. Quadrilateral. Can you say polygon? Polygon. Polygon with four sides. Polygon with four sides. Quadrilateral. Quadrilateral. Square. 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 There you go. I can't say quadrilateral. Not every quadrilateral is a square. Rectangle. I can't say it. Not every quadrilateral is a rectangle. It's a trapezoid. All squares are rectangles, but all rectangles are squares. Mm-hmm. Parallel. Okay, Kiara, you too. Anyway, um, I think everybody's heard, every, all four of you, three of you, four of you, all three of you have heard, I grew up in a like a difficult situation there was a difficult home life for me i haven't heard this you really haven't heard what? you haven't heard my i have a terrible dad jokes no what i've heard lots of i have a terrible dad jokes but i hear them from all sorts of people oh 
So, okay, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Sure. I did. I grew up in a kind of rough situation, and I think that I just – my sugar was that I knew at some point it was going to be over, that I was going to make it through it, and that kind of stopped me from gaining any kind of depression of any kind. I got anxiety, but um, no depression because I knew that at some point it had to end, that I was going to grow up and be able to move on with life, and I think that helped me. Um, but I think everybody has a very different story when they come from traumatic households like You that. must have been able to develop that early, though, because, like, you're only 18. And, like, to see that it was going to end at some point, you must have, like, had that insight early on. I had to. It was either that was my mindset or it was somewhere, some someone somewhere in the world is going through something worse than this. And because of that, I can make it through this because I know that there's somebody else going through something worse than making it the through The only it thing about that. And I used to do that a Which lot, Which the too. problem with that is I downplayed my own trauma yeah, to the point that, like, there are still things in me that I don't realize how bad it was until I, like... You're validating your Yeah, own until problem. I tell it to somebody mm-hmm. else and they're like, Kiara, that's fucked up. <laughs> so I, I downplayed my own trauma in my head and that might have been a bit of a problem, but it did help me get through it that I was able to kind of compartmentalize. Carp- compartmentalize. Carmentalize. Nope, can't Compart- say it. Carmentalize. Carmentalize. Put my Pen- brain, put it in my car. <laughs> yeah. I, I could... <laughs> Segregate myself from it. <laughs> New merch, yeah. car mentalize. <laughs> yep. Shut up. I'm sorry. We have a lot of good merch. JP's going to design it all. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm working on it. So I think that just kind of at helped. Not yet, but um, yeah. I think we could, if we, we really wanted to, we could dive more into my trauma at some point. I'd be okay with it, but um, yeah. Well, yeah. hold on. Before we go to JP, I used to have a different podcast. I know, like, Ouch. Guys, my sloppy <laughs> seconds, but... Um, <laughs> I used to have a different podcast that I stopped because it was just me and I get talking into circles too often when it's just me talking to myself alone in a room, mm-hmm. um, which is why I wanted to restart this new podcast. So I asked Yvonne if he wanted to start a podcast and then we were just sitting around talking here in the studio one night and Kiara and JP happened to be here and that's how it became Life the Mashup with all four of us. <laughs> um, but anyway, I used to have another podcast and I did an episode once on what I called the weak link philosophy and part of it was sort of... You know, I talked a little bit about what you were just saying and, you know, um, not not comparing yourself too much to others in both directions. You're talking there about, you know, getting through trauma by saying there's other people in the world that have it harder than I do. Um, And then there are people that sort of do that in the opposite direction where, you know, you get like study all night for a test. And this was an example I used in that podcast. But you study all night for a test. You study all week for a test. And you get, you know, like a B minus. And a B minus for you might be fantastic. Like a, a B minus for anyone might be fantastic. I have a very good friend who is very excited to get a C in a class, you know. And that's different for everyone. Um, and in the same way that you shouldn't downgrade the fact that you got an A minus just because someone else got an A or that you got a B minus just because someone else got a B plus, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be comparing yourself in, in either of those situations. Um, it can be a good motivate, like it can be a good motivator to say like, man, I want to be up there with the B pluses and the A's when I get the B or the B minus. Um, just like it can be an effective way to, sort of get yourself through hard situations by saying that someone else has it worse. But at the same time, you know, neither of them are the best option for you sometimes. And we could talk more about my weak link philosophy um, in the future because I did spend at least one whole episode on my old podcast talking about that. The yeah. name of my old podcast will not be released here and no one will go listen to yeah, it. Yeah, well, because you also won't tell us what it is. I know. That's true. 
So I'm sorry. I JP. will be talking no, to you. No, 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 that's and fine. I'm figuring it out. So I, I was trying to think about because I think there are definitely many grapefruits that have like appeared in everybody's life, but I think one of the maybe not the most recent one, but one like recent-ish, I would say, is um, when I when I lived back in Mexico, I also went through like so some tough times that I can talk a little bit more in depth later on but basically I these tough times helped me form like a very strong connection with my older brother especially and with some of my friends so because of these tough times I was like always very like like I always had very strong bonds with my friend group um and I ha I was like in different elementary schools I was So I was in one elementary school, then I moved to another one, then I went back to the other one, and then I moved to another one, which was pretty crazy. But I ended up finding uh, a very nice friend group uh, I still talk a lot with um, to this date. And when I moved uh, from Mexico to the United States, I think it was very hard because all my fa I left all my family behind. I only moved with my mom, my bro older brother, and my younger sister, as well as all my friends from, like, all my entire life. So it was, like... Well, all your friends from your entire life didn't come with you. Right. They stayed yeah, the, living the their life. The chain of speech there kind of made it sound like you came with your mom, no, your no, brother, no, no. your sister, and all your friends. No, you no, no. So just, just my mom, my brother, and my sister, and all my friends stayed in Mexico, just living their life. Uh, so that was great. Uh, we were still gonna play online games together as we did. We were still gonna talk via Discord or via whatever communication method we were we would do. Um, but I moved here, uh, new high school. It was sophomore year, uh, so just there trying to make friends, and it was very hard because I was trying to compare everybody to my friends in Mexico. Uh, so that's something. I realized later on I was trying to to find or to replace what I had back in Mexico with like something new that was like not replaceable. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, so that was very hard. Uh, I remember we joined the soccer team. I never played soccer, but we joined the soccer team so that we could like go to the high school like one month or a few weeks before school started so we could meet some people and start making some friends and things like that. And that was great, but it was very hard for me. I never found like a group of friends like the one I had back in Mexico. And it was just always very hard because I was trying to get the same thing I had. And I was comparing everything over and over again. So that was very hard. Um, it was very different. So... That was like for about six months. It was over and over again. It was very stressful because I couldn't find where I fitted in. Uh, the high school was very different. Uh, in Back in Mexico, in my high school, everybody knew me. Like everybody knew how I worked. Everybody knew I was dedicated to my work and to my studies. So every time like the professor was like, oh, let's make uh, teams for this project. Everybody was like, oh, I'll go with JP or with Juanpa. Because in Mexico, everybody called me Juanpa. Nobody called me JP. 
<laughs> I call you Juanpa, and then everyone else is calling you JP. So because you because you know me from before. I did. I don't year. know if I've ever said this before, but um, JP's older brother was my freshman roommate. Yeah. And that, I knew JP before he started here. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, like, everybody knew me. I was, like, I'm not going to say popular, but I was, like, well-known in school. All the professors knew me. I had a great relationship with the principal. I had great relationship with, like, all the teachers in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. And, like, I was pretty well-known. Uh, and moving here was, like, oh, you are the new guy. Like, nobody knows you. Like, oh, let's make this project. Oh, you're alone. That has never happened to me. So it was very, very hard. Um, but I I think what definitely my, my cup of sugar for this grapefruit was it was actually one quote from I don't know from where is this quote but it says eventually you will end up where you need to be with who you are meant to be and doing what you should be doing so I don't know I don't even know where I where I got that quote from but but it was very very like shocking to me at the time so I'm like oh wait actually maybe I'll get through this and maybe I'll I'll, like, make friends and be happy. So I kept going, and then this friend of ours, COVID, came, so it made everything way worse. <laughs> this friend of ours named COVID. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought he said Kobe. And I, I like, heard Kobe, Kobe too, no, and no, I was no. like, I we don't Kobe. know what Kobe is. No, no, no. I, I realized what it was. Because um, I moved back in 2019. December 2019, COVID started. Right? Or was that 2020? I don't December know. 2019, COVID started. It started. Like, COVID yep. started being on the news, but it wasn't, like, super in yep. America yet. So I was, but. I moved in July, so six months, and then, let's say, so maybe, like, seven months, because it was in the second semester of my sophomore year when everything shut down. So, like, the few friends I started to make. It was in the second semester of my sophomore year, too. Yeah. So the few <laughs> friends I was, like, starting to make were all gone technically because now everything was online so I was not seeing them so well that was very hard but but yeah thinking ahead and like being like okay I'm gonna find my group I'm gonna find something I like I'm gonna find my place that was that was like my cup of sugar I would say and then uh it was very hard when my brother was like oh yeah I'm going to college one year early I'm like, oh damn it! Now I'm gonna be here alone. <laughs> JP, I'm leaving. Uh, but but I think I I learned a lot from that year. Uh, I grew a lot personally, um, and I also came one year early. So now I'm with my brother. I'm doing a lot of things. We are still very close, um, which is great. It's great to have him here. Um, but yeah, I think that's that was my is my cup of sugar. Uh, she's pretty young. Uh, you she's the beat still in like elementary that. school. I said sister. Oh, but Come you said the name of. Uh, oh. Yeah. Beep. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Her? She she wants know. to do something different than engineering. Maybe she, she she could come just early and then transfer. I guess she really wants to go to NYU. Ooh. Yeah. Now they can eliminate one school from where we go because it's not NYU, and they can eliminate a second one because it's not, not UCLA. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two so opposite there you, ends. There you go, guys. Two yeah. hints. We don't go to NYU, and we don't go to UCLA. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that that was one of of the grapefruits. However, I do like grapefruits, so 
Huh. So he enjoyed that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he really liked being away from his brother. But, but now looking looking back at my high school, um, like I I only have like close contact ish with one guy from from back in my high school. I look back from your American high school. Yeah, or from yeah. Mexico, no, Mexico? no. From my Mexican high school, I have like contact with all of them. Um, but from my American high school, I have contact with one of them. And looking back to everybody else, I'm like, they were great people. Like, I was just trying to find something that was not there. Or like, yeah. You Were you yeah. in a way just trying to replace the people yes. you already knew? And yeah, I was trying to replace. Wow. How and insightful, like, Kia. Okay. Have everything well, no, because as I had exactly. And it's just not possible. Okay, yeah, so because, yeah. like, I've moved around a lot, so I've had to experience the being the new kid quite a bit. Yeah. So I understand the, like, f- having to find a new group of people, and I could understand in a way you trying to be like, well, I'm just going to find my guy that's right, like, my old friend Mark, because you why know not? Something, something very weird. Sometimes I'm, like, walking around, and I'm like, oh, that guy, he looks exactly like my music teacher in Mexico. Oh, that guy, or, like, I know they are, like, different people. But I, like, assign their faces to my friends in Mexico. So I'm like, he's exactly how my friend, I don't know, Phil was. Or how Mm -hmm. my friend Bob was or whatever. So I was like, I would assign faces to different faces. Trying to, like, I don't know. It was hard. I will say, I think I understand what you mean by, like, missing something from, like, back home to where you moved at. But I think I experienced it kind of in the opposite way. You held on to a lot of your friends from mm-hmm. from Mexico and had had a and was struggling to make friends when you moved. I moved and tried my hardest to keep in contact with all of the friends from Georgia. Never happened. As soon as I moved up here, nobody texted me ever. But when I moved to my school, there was a lot of people who moved in at that same time. And the way our lockers worked, like, it was alphabetical around the hallway. And then at the end, there was a lot of space for, like, people who would transfer in. So I had my locker. The next person who moved had that locker. And the next person, the next person. I think it was, like, four or five of us. And we all became a group. So it was easier for me to form friends moving, being new than it was keeping the friends from where it was. So the problem I have with my friends in Mexico, that. I hated that. I had to, that was a hard pill to swallow. I, I'm still in contact with them, but the, the biggest problem I have is that every time we, we I would go online and talk with them, I would just start crying because I knew I was not there with them, and I knew they were like every Friday going to my friend's house to have a sleepover or do this or go partying or go like to the mall or go do something mm. and every single time I, w- I and I don't think I've ever told them that 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 why I never like and they still have like a discord channel and to this day I'm not active in the discord channel because I already lost track and I don't know their jokes not like their inside jokes anymore I don't know what they are talking about I don't know what they do anymore yeah so it was very hard my my last like fun memory was Graduating from, well, Mexico is different. Middle school and high school are a bit different. But our graduating trip from middle school, we went to Disney World in Florida. Okay. Who did that too? Yeah. I said his brother's name. Let's flag it. No, it's fine. I'll bleep bleep it. 
Um, but anyway, he did that too, and he had the pictures on his wall. And you know what the craziest field trip my high school ever took was? In second grade, you went to an aquarium, and you still had to pay. You had to pay the entrance fee to the aquarium. Oh, we had to pay. I know everything. you had to pay, cool. but it's like, like, oh, you graduated middle school. Let's fly to Florida and go to Disney World. Yeah. Like what? It was, was always weird to there me. There were big fundraisings, and it was it was a big thing. I also have the pictures. However, I don't feel confident in my room, so I haven't put them in the wall. But I'll do that next semester. I have them under my bed. If you ever want to go and look for the pictures, I have them there. Yeah. I have I, a key to your room. I'll go find them. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you mean, though, by, like, well, yeah. feeling disconnected from your And, like, right now, all of them, when they graduated high school, I was in the process of getting the visa, so I was not there for their graduation. Mm. Or, yes. No, that was still middle school. So I was there for the graduation trip, like the going to Disneyland, but I was not there when you throw your cap on ground and well, you don't throw the ground, but just the cap. The ground. When you throw <laughs> the cap and the gown. 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 I'm sorry. When you throw the cap, I was not there. And right now they are in their graduating trip from high school. All of them having fun in Cancun, and I'm here in exams. So yeah. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> I just see all the pictures and I'm like, man, I wish I could be there. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not a part of that group anymore, which yeah. was very hard to like. You're a part of life, the mashup now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which was very hard to like break and understand. But yeah, there was I get a, it now. There was a certain point where, like, like I said, I tried really hard to keep those friends from Georgia. Like, I would consistently text them, like, hey, I'm thinking about you guys. I miss you guys, like, because they were, like, family. Like, they were the people that, like, I <laughs> yeah, talked Devon, to. This sounds like Devon texting his ex, not, like, I his friend. Yeah, I'm like, you sound okay, like okay, a clicky okay. girl. Okay. I miss you. I'm thinking <laughs> about you. <laughs> All right. Take Real quick, back, let please. me clear the air. Never have I done that with a girl. When I stop talking to a girl, I stop. That's it. When was Never the last go time back. you started talking to a girl? Oh. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyways. But, yeah, like, I text them and, like, you know, sometimes I'd get a response, like, here and there. And at a certain point, I just had to be like, bro, like, if I can't strain for a one-sided friendship, right? Like, I can't be sending, hey, and only get yeah. a response back one out of the 20 times I've said hey. I yeah. think you just have to deal with the fact that a lot of friendships are just convenience. Yeah. And... Like, what you're just friends quote? with people because you're around. We became friends because we're around each other so much. Like Yeah, but I'd like yeah, to think Devon even and if there was some space. never going to talk to each other again once this year is I was saying, I, I hate the thought that, like, the people that we hang out with next semester, we will never talk to each other again. But I know some people just would be like that. And I hate, like, that that's kind of just how the world is. I wish that friendships were kind of, like, no matter the – like, I definitely have friends from Georgia no or, like – from <laughs> from Georgia from my high school that like have moved and even though they've moved we still talk like nothing much has changed but the fact that it's not like that with all people is kind of disappointing in some aspects of it yeah I have very few friends that I like grew up with that I still talk to like on a regular basis I have zero e no like I think it might actually be zero for me like little little because I mean like my best friend we met Check in out high school. So, like, I don't think I have any of those relationships where it's like we were friends as kids and we're still friends now. 
That's a good. Okay. That's now that's, you got to read it out loud. You can't just hand Devon a quote and well, not read it. Kiara was talking. I didn't want to cut yeah. her off. Yeah. But that, I have a like. If you scroll there, I had a list of quotes that kept me going. Oh, you do. And they are they are all pretty good. So when I had my first ever tab, I had a Samsung Galaxy Tab S4. Um, I had a note on it that was just full of a ton of different quotes. Yep. Some of them I still have on my I phone. I actually have now. a notebook back at home that's full of a bunch of different quotes. Yeah. Wow. Quote, quotes I have yeah. a book with my No wonder thoughts. we have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have a book with my shower thoughts. I think I've told you guys about that yes. one. Those nope. should be podcast topics. You should bring that instead of just constantly talking about civilization on Mars. Okay, okay. <laughs> If we can't talk about civilization on Mars, I don't know if y'all are ready for my mind-boggling no, no. shower I think thoughts. It's no, great. it's because if we talk about civilization on Mars, everyone's going to make fun of me when they hear the way that I pronounce it. And we no. Pronounce it. what? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, you call them Martians because they're Well, on they're Mars. Martians, but, like, they're aliens. Aliens. No you one's looks, making fun of you right now. Well, okay, we we it's should always talk <laughs> about that, but we need to make good research and, like... There's, ha- no, ha- there's no... We're like, not talking about it right now anyway. No, Let's just yeah. move on. Okay. Do you want to read the quote? Yes. So JP handed me a quote talking about, you know, like when I was saying that I felt like I, it was a one-sided relationship with my friends when I would text them a negative response anymore. It says, when my absence doesn't alter your life, then my presence has no meaning, which is true. If something leaves and it doesn't okay, change you. My that... presence has no meaning in it. I don't know if you really oh, got that yes. last part. Not my presence has no meaning. Oh, well, yeah, in it. In, in their life. Yes, it's important that you're here. Yeah. But Your presence has Okay, okay, you okay. Have the same quote? Or no, I'm, I'm looking through my – I'm trying to find my quote list. Oh. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's true. Like, if if something's taken away and, is, and your life isn't changed by that thing no longer being there, then it truly had no value to you in general. Right. But still, this is another quote. We don't meet people by accident. They are meant to cross our path for some reason. Yeah. So you met those people and you learn something from them and you have good memories. And those memories you still have to this day, mm-hmm. even if they were good or bad. Like you still remember like all those fun memories you had with your friends from the past or like even with like a guy that was not your friend that like taught you something in life. You still remember that. And like. They were there for a reason, so that's that's pretty nice. So, are you a believer in destiny? I am actually, yeah. I I can't find my note with my quotes on it, but I did find a note that's just the lyrics to "Deja Vu" by Olivia Rodrigo. Why? <laughs> okay, I'm a huge Olivia Rodrigo fan. No, I don't know, she's great. I don't but know I don't if anyone doesn't good. know this, but I love Olivia Rodrigo. I li- I sing a lot of Olivia Rodrigo. She I has do great have music. this quote that I didn't actually quote anyone to, so I'm not going to read it because it's not. Pr- pertinent to this conversation. I don't know who it said it, but anyway. Um, I have sort of like the converse from both JP and Devon's. When I left my high school, I didn't really... So I, I didn't have like a problem with the people at my high school, but when I left there to go to college early, I didn't make any effort to keep in contact with them at all. And I was fine with that. And I still to this day haven't talked to the majority of them. And it's not the it's not the kind of thing as well where it was like, you know, a class like 150 people and you have your like two or three friends. I was in a class with 30 people. 25 of them started with me in kindergarten and were there until I left after 10th grade. And I still kept in contact with none of them. The only times so the only times I contact pretty much anyone from my high school is some of them come and work with me at the beach that I manage. 
That's the only time I see any of them. Like, I have one person that I keep in contact with who's from the grade above me. And it was because last summer she came and she worked with me. Um, so, like, we got closer like that. Um, but I've always kind of been that way that I develop really close relationships with my coworkers. And I don't have a lot of, like, lasting friendships. And I have a lot more now. But part of it came for me from the fact that I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I didn't have a way to get to a place where I could see my friends other than school. So I never had friends that I hung out with outside of school. But when I started working, I work 40 hours a week for like weeks. I work hundreds of hours with these people. So I make lasting relationships with them because I get to actually spend a lot of time with them. And it's always those same people for the full you know, full eight hours a day, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., that's my beach, and I'm with Emma that whole time. Emma was a good one of my friends who we went to school together, but we weren't friends really then. We knew each other. We weren't enemies or anything, but we weren't close friends, and we started working together. We became close friends, and now here at college, like, even last year when everything was all covid I didn't have that many friends like okay jp's brother and i were roommates we were friends but we weren't best friends you know every night we didn't like get our blankets and sit crisscross applesauce on the floor and talk about our feelings um (laughs) we were we were roommates and we we were friends and we got along referring to your girlfriend and her roommate what are you just referring to your girlfriend and her roommate no i'm talking about like (laughs) there are friends who like actually talk about how they feel with each other like your girlfriend and and her roommate well, they do, my girlfriend and her roommate do, <laughs> yeah. do that, yes. While sitting that on their floor. That seems like a thing they would do. But, Devon, you've come to me before and talked about your feelings. Oh, yeah, but it's not an every night thing. It's not an every night thing, no. But he doesn't to, come to with, your door with, with a blanket JP's and he's brother like, and I, yeah. It was a Angus. never thing. Like, JP's brother and I never once talked about our feelings about anything other than, like, man, this engineering class is super annoying. Like, those are the only feelings we ever talked about. Yeah. Well, I guess we can wrap up now. I think this is a good wrapping up point. I think it was definitely a very different um, yeah. podcast or talk. It was a little bit more serious. From, we'll be from back next two. week with some more happiness. Uh, we won't yeah. keep it sad. But, but however, there were a lot of interesting learning. And, like, hopefully somebody can, like, take this into inspiration and be like, yeah, there's always a cup of sugar for you. You're not your, the only one out there struggling. Everybody yeah. struggles at some point. And you are not only going to get one obstacle in your life, you're going to get more. And from each one, you're going to keep learning and becoming stronger JP's and more confident. Like, oh, you thought it was done after this. <laughs> no, no. Guess what? It sucks it's more not. now. Yep. You'll get more, but you'll get through all of it. And you'll find another cup of sugar. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can ask your neighbor if you live in the South, as Devon mm-hmm. keeps pointing out. <laughs> Just cups of sugars. No sweaty balls. Oh. Okay. Um... <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to episode three of Life the Mashup. We'll see you next time, guys. See you. Oh, bye. JP, say bye. Say adios because you're Mexican. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.